Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome back uh, to the service. We are learning about how to love our neighbor as ourselves because that is to fulfill the commandment, all the commandments of God. And uh, this is a tough journey because many of our neighbors could have been our friend, uh, our enemy. So we have been learning how to love our enemy. And uh, in order for us to maintain that kind of peace and uh, unity within the body of Christ, within uh, your circle or cell group, uh, we learn that we have to have the mind of Christ. And it is to empty of ourselves, to really look and understand the other person so that we can minister to them rather than looking at our own needs. And, uh, and therefore, we, we come into conflicts uh, with people. And if we are filled with self, selfish ambitions, selfishness, and, and our fleshly desire, then we are going to create conflicts in the church, in the circle of uh, 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 friends that you have. And let's look into the Word of God in the book of James 4, verse 1 to 3. It says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire that battle within? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. We do not have because we do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasure. So the scripture is very, very clear about what causes conflicts, uh, disunity in our midst. So often we point a finger at others and accuse them for what they have done and that resulted in our reaction. But the Bible is telling us what causes conflicts is due to our internal strife. You know, many people, because of their basic needs not being met within them, and then they, they do not know what they are looking for, they do not know uh, what it is, but, but there are inner needs that is not met. And so these are basic needs. We must have them. And as a result, we strive within ourselves. And that is projected into our relationship uh, in a church, uh, in, with other people, maybe in a company. So our inner desire, or rather our unmet inner desire, causes relational conflicts. The book of James is talking to Christians. 
we are supposedly, uh, our needs are supposedly fully met in Christ. And it is true. If we truly look to God, if we truly look to Jesus to meet all these needs, because they are spiritual needs, then we can be satisfied. But if we believe in Jesus, but yet we don't really trust Him, and, and I'm sure we pray, I'm sure we, we want God to meet our needs, but it seems that He didn't do it the way that we want. So we begin to turn to ourselves to want to meet it our own way. So this is what we, we are talking about tonight. So, so the enemy in relational conflicts is within us. And uh, so because of the intense uh, uh, or the desperation that we, we want our needs met, right? There are people who have needs unmet, but they are quite okay with it. So they, they don't create problem, you know, they just, just get along. But there are people who are desperate for the inner needs to be met. And, and as a result of that, the problem started. The inner strife is being projected onto others uh, and, and resulted uh, in conflicts. So now that we know the source of relational conflicts is our inner strife, it, it do us good to look into ourselves instead of blaming others. It do us good to look into our relationship with God. Do we really trust God? Do we really, you know, rest in God to, to meet all these needs that we have? That God is fully aware that God wants to meet our needs, but we have not. You know, even though we pray, we have not really believed Him. And so we are driven uh, from within to fight to get those needs met. So we uh, look to others, especially those who are close to us, those who are significant people in our life. They are obviously our parents, our siblings, authority figure in the church. Um, yeah, and uh, people who are your friends, you know, uh, your, your friends that you look to. And, and so these are the, the people that we, we look to to meet our needs rather than looking at God to meet our needs. And so we really cover you know, others seem to be doing fine, and so we, we want to be like them. We cover uh, the kind of attention, the kind of acceptance that they have, and we become competitive. We become very uh, uh, sensitive. We compare ourselves with the other person, how the people treat the other person and, and do not treat us the same way. And all this comes from our internal strife, and we begin to interpret a lot of situations which is not true, but we interpret 
as uh, we are being shortchanged, or and so we get angry, okay, uh, uh, because we 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 cannot uh, get those uh, needs met. And uh, so it moves us to the second uh, point. First, we look into ourselves, and uh, that's where the source of our, of, of our relational conflicts. Secondly, is our unrealistic expectation on people. You know, we are seeking from others to fulfill our needs for love and acceptance to fulfill our needs for a sense of self-worth and significance that we matters. And then we are looking to others to give us the kind of security and competence that we need to, to live in this life. You see, all these needs that we talk about, the needs for love and acceptance, for sense of self-worth and significance, for security and uh, competence, all these are spiritual needs. We cannot, later on we're going to learn how we do it the worldly way. We, we, there are people who try to gain material possessions and, and, and uh, position in life to meet all these needs. And we know it just driven them, you know, to, to seek more and more, and yet that needs are not being met because they are spiritual needs that Jesus wants uh, to meet, and only He can meet our needs. We go back to, to the story of creation, recently in, in a wedding, that revelation came. We, we know it so often. I know it so, uh, I preach it often, but the revelation, the revelation came in this statement. God did not create an idol for Adam when he created Eve. He created a helper for Adam. So we, we have made idols out of people. We expect them to meet our needs. Remember, anyone who is not God that we look to, anything that we, is not God, that we look to to meet our needs, spiritual needs, they become our idols. So we, we, we look to people, right, to, to meet those inner needs. So we make idols of, out of them, but they are not God. They cannot meet our needs. That's why we are disappointed. That's why we're angry with them because we didn't get what, what we Wanted. So God did not create an idols for Adam so that now Adam being lonely, being so, so he, uh, he looks to Eve to meet those things. No. God himself will come down, walk with Adam. God himself will fill Adam with his presence and meet all his needs for security, for significance, because God created him with a destiny, with values. God give, God alone has perfect love 
and He's gracious and merciful. He alone can meet our needs for love and acceptance. Man's love very often a condition. So you see, Adam's needs are all met by God. But God created Eve as a helper. So the only way that we can truly, we truly be fulfilled and satisfied is when we walk together to fulfill God's calling and purpose for our life. That's why God created Eve as a helper. So that Eve will work alongside Adam so that they can be united together in, in purpose to do what God wants them to do for planet Earth. That's how they are going to be fully fulfilled. I hope you're getting this message this morning, uh, this evening. Because we look to people to meet our needs. But the truth is when you walk in the purpose of God, your emotional, spiritual need can only be met by God. But where else we need to work together? And that's why we need to maintain that unity. So when we walk in that unity of purpose, we will be able to fulfill what God wants us to do. And we will be satisfied because of walking in our calling and in our destiny. But instead, we, we make idols out of people, significant peoples in our life, as I mentioned. So we look for their approval. You know, whether they praise us, whether they uh, are thankful to us. All these are very important. You know, it helps us, it makes us feel good and wanted and so on. But many times, we don't get it. Maybe we deserve it, but we don't get it. You know what? We need to look to God because we're living in an imperfect world and uh, uh, God never intended that other people should meet all our needs. All these are, uh, you know, icing on the cake, right? We get it fine. If we don't get it, the only person that we look to is Jesus, is God. So when you look to people to meet your needs and you don't get it, or you think that a person is the one that is blocking you from getting what you want, and that's why we get angry with the person, and that's why we want to murder the person. While you may not murder them physically, but you start to criticize them, you start to get angry with them, discontented with what they are doing, fault findings, begins to slander them. You see, the roots is your inner strife. Your inner strife for love, for acceptance, for uh, security, Significance, what you know, those inner strife within you. You didn't get it, so you begin to fight or, or kill that person. We see this play out 
in the life of Cain and Abel. You know, Cain offered sacrifice to God out of the few. But Abel offered a better sacrifice because he knows the heart of God and he brought the firstborn of the, the, the sheep and uh, sacrifice to God. He honored God. He looks to God and uh, give God everything. Well, what God wants. But where was Abel? He didn't. He didn't do that. Yes, he come to God. Yes, he offered sacrifice. But he didn't come with the best. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a symbol of not fully, it's just like Christians. We pray, we look to God, we worship God. But there are those who are totally uh, surrendered to worship God and there are those who go through the motion. And yes, they're being religious, they know God, God is there. So as a result, Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God. But Cain's sacrifice was not accepted. So Cain was jealous. Cain begins to be envious of Abel. Remember, strife, you, you did not get it. You, you, you envy. And he sees Abel as blocking him from receiving love and acceptance and, and, and significance from God. He sees Abel as a competitor. And so he decided to, remember, you, you don't get it, you kill. Okay, you strive, you kill. So when you know the story very well. Abel was ensnared by his brother King, and uh, King killed him. So can you see the sort of relationship Cain has with Abel? They are brothers. They are blood brothers. And even with this kind of relationship, when someone's inner needs, they're so desperate, they want to, and they see you as blocking them from receiving that kind of acceptance. They will kill. They will still kill, even though they are brothers. And that's what happened in church. We are supposed to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We are supposed to be one family of God. We are supposed to be so close in a cell group. But when someone's inner needs are not met and they see you as the hindrance, they will, they will rise up against you. They will want to kill you. Murder. And so I hope we, we, we see the, the meaning behind the story so that we understand, yeah, that's what happened a lot of times in our fellowship, in the church, in our relationship with people. So besides looking to others to meet our needs, we don't get it. We, we, we look to the worldly way the worldly way to meet our needs. Look at uh, uh, James 4 with the next verse. 
You adulterous verse four. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So you adulterous people. Clearly, is talking about Christians who love God supposedly, but then we want the worldly way. We go after the worldly ways. So we have been trained in the system of the world. We have been exposed all around by the system of the world, and how the world defines success is because you have wealth, you have fame. Your position, you know, then you made it to fill the emptiness, to to uh, to try to fulfill the the inner needs through all these means. All these are good. All these are good, but when we look to the worldly way to meet our needs, you know, we have seen so many uh, rich, famous people how their life are being. Destroy and ruin. They should be the happiest person. If our definition of success、uh, is correct, they should have been the happiest people. But there are so much brokenness, broken marriages, broken. You know, you you know you know what 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 is there. So the worldly way is you depends on your performance. So many seek acceptance through their performance, through their outward appearance, their look, and、uh, we want our significance through、uh, by 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 our achievement. So wealth and position, all these are、uh, things that we use to meet our inner needs. And so, if we are Christians, God says you are adulterous people. If that's how you, how you follow the ways of the world to meet your inner needs, rather than coming to God. Remember, when we when we have the mind of Christ in dealing with relationship, we empty of ourselves, and that's why there is peace. That's why when there is conflicts, we can resolve it because we empty of ourselves. We think of the good of the other person, but when we are filled with Our needs, self needs, selfishness. Then we there will be strife. There will be inner strife. We want to prove ourselves. We want to prove our worth to performance and so on. So God calls it adulterous people. We just think of adultery between a man and woman. And and we found at those those kind of relationship, but whereas God is hurt, God is grieved because His people are adulterous people, not looking to Him but looking to others to meet their needs, meet their spiritual needs, and、uh, so when we do that, when we begins to follow the way of the world. Our friendship with the world, we become enemy of God. We open the doors for Satan to come into our life, 
And that's why there are so much conflicts, so much strife. Because Satan come and steal. He wants to steal your destiny that God has created. He wants to kill and destroy. And that's why Satan will wants to come into a Christian's life and uh, create uh, division, uh, disunity in the church of God in order to steal our destiny, in order to destroy what God has prepared for us to inherit. So remember, when we are friendship with the world, we are doctors, we are disloyal to God, and we team up with the devil. And that's what happened. You know, people create problems so that the church cannot move forward, so that the kingdom of God cannot advance. There's always a problem, and then the, there is a split, there is a division, there are people all after their own ways. Can you imagine if we have the mind of Christ? Everyone, we empty of ourselves. We think of the good of the other person. We think of the purpose of God. Can you imagine if we are so much in unity and we, we, we just look to God, how powerful, how powerful would the church of Jesus Christ be? And so, don't look at others. Look into ourselves. Look into the, our inner being and... Uh, to see whether there are things that, that only God can meet and we are looking to idols, we are looking to other people uh, to meet our needs. So God is the answer to meet all of our needs and He's waiting there for us to come to Him. Let's look at uh, the Scripture and uh, let's see. He said, you, you didn't have because you didn't ask him. Okay, this is what the, uh, the Bible verse in verse 3. No, verse 2. You desire but do not have. So you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasure. Okay, so... God is waiting there to meet our needs. And He says, you, you did not have it because you did not ask. And I'm sure some of us will protest. It's, you know, I've been asking. I know there are people who even fast for a life partner. And there is no answer. They face rejection. Say, so they go all over the place just to look for their needs to be met. You know, these kind of people are very, they're putting themselves in a very dangerous position. 
one of these days when they're desperate enough, they'll be used by people. Not to meet their needs, but for the, the other person's needs. So, uh, God is just waiting there uh, to, to meet our needs. And He wants us to come near to Him, to seek Him, to ask of Him. So some of these desires are not, well, all these desires, the basic needs, they are not evil desires, they are not bad. They are needs that God has put in man to make us a human, to make us to be like Him. So they are not, not necessarily bad desires. Of course, there are desires that, that are fleshly, that are sinful, that are bad. But these are good desires. But nevertheless, they, are, they can only be met by God and God is saying, you know, you did not ask of me. And when we ask, we did not receive. It doesn't mean that God is not going to answer them. Because everything is to... They, they are there to meet God's creative purpose for us. It's not just for our selfish pleasure. Remember, he said you did not receive because you, you want to spend it on your selfish pleasure. You know, God wants us to be successful. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have this wealth. But what for? There are people who just want to spend it on their pleasure to, to meet their, their, their own needs. But whereas God is looking at this so that we are empowered, we are equipped so that we can fulfill His kingdom purpose. And that's why He told Abraham, I'm going to bless you so much so that you become a blessing to the nation. So God has a purpose for wealth. Beside meeting our needs, beside blessing us, there's more. You know, His kingdom purpose. And uh, if we are, are not ready, not that God doesn't want to give it to us, because God is after us. God wants us to be His people. God wants us to be His family, His children, who can rule and reign with Him. And so God is preparing us for this, this glorious future and destiny that, that He has created for us. And He's, he's shaping us, He's molding us, he's, well, he's breaking us so that we will have the mind of Christ. We will have the image of Jesus, His Son, in us. So he's preparing for, for us to, to be able to receive all that he has prepared for us so that we can fulfill his purpose. Remember, Eve was a helper to help Adam together that they will fulfill God's purpose for this earth. So it's just like Joseph Yes, he was sold as a slave by his brothers, cast into prison, you know, for, 
for a long span of time. And he was hoping that he will be released earlier, but he was disappointed. And I'm sure Joseph was praying, Joseph was uh, seeking God for deliverance. But God did not do it until 13 years later after he was sold, spending almost like 10 over years in prison. I think during those time when I'm sure he has asked God many times to release him from prison because he has not done anything wrong because he was, he was uh, right uh, uh, snare by Potiphar's wife and so on but God didn't seem to hear his prayer why? because God was dealing with his heart. Initially, I'm sure there will be a lot of anger, there will be a lot of frustration against his brothers who supposedly should look after him, protect him, love him, being elder brothers. But they did that to him. So during those years, if God has released him earlier, without dealing with those emotional baggages that, that he has, not because of his own fault, because of the, the sin of his brothers. If he carries those, those anger and hurts, when his brother appeared for help, he would have taken revenge. He would have ignored those cries and tortured them. So God has to deal with Joseph's heart and Joseph's spirit, Joseph's life, until he's ready to be their savior, until he's ready to save his people, his nation. In God's bigger purpose that God has set up for him. Okay, so... God has the greatest purpose for our life. If you are in need and you have asked, you have prayed, and it doesn't seem to get met, look inside. See what God is doing in your life. God said, you did not have because you did not ask. You asked because you asked with a wrong motive. He didn't say, he didn't say what you asked is wrong. He says your motive is wrong. The purpose why you ask is wrong. It's a selfish motive. You know, God will want to break that. God will want to deal with that. And then He will, only then He will answer our, our, our prayer. So, God wants us for himself. Look at uh, verse 5, James 4, verse 5. Do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? Read it again. He jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us. God wants a pure spirit that He has released into us. God wants us for Himself. 
God longs for us to draw near to Him, to come to Him, to depend on Him, to ask of Him with the right spirit, with the right heart, with the right motive, so that we are not adulterous people. We are people who look to God, you know, to trust in God, to meet all of our needs and walk in His way so that we can fulfill His calling and His purpose and the destiny that He has for, for us. That is God's desire. And God will work towards this end in our life. And when you are facing with situation, circumstances that doesn't turn out to be the way you want it, don't look at other people. Don't blame other people. Look inside. What is the inner strife that you have within you that causes all this problem? What, are you, what is the needs that you're really looking for? That you desperately longs for? What is it? And may, when you begin to look at that, may you realize, may we realize, only God Himself can meet our needs. So that we will come and we will draw near to Him and have Him to meet all of our needs, not looking to people, not having a totally unrealistic expectation. You know, there's a lot of husband or wives or even children upon parents, parents upon children. You know, we have such unrealistic expectation of those people who are significant in our life, even our friends. God does not want us to be adulterous people. God is longing for our, the spirit that he has given to us so that we will totally uh, be walking in his way, you know, looking to him to, to fulfill uh, of our needs. And when your prayer is not being answered, when you are facing a kind of adverse kind of situation like Joseph, Remember, God is God. He is sovereign. He allows us to go through those situations because He's working something deeper in our life. And He's looking to change those situations when we are ready, when we have submitted ourselves to Him. Until then, He will continue to work in us so that we will surrender, we will bow down, we will empty up ourselves, we have the mind of Jesus in our life. We enter into, the, into trusting God to meet all of our needs. So that our relationship with people will not be, we will not create problems, we will not create division, strife, Yes, there will be conflicts. Yes, there will be this kind of unpleasant experience. But God is using those situations to, to work in us, to cause us to see our inner needs, but not to result in division. He wants us to be peacemaker, remember? Fully restore, you know, 
in, in, in relationship, through it, we, we have benefit that we, we learn from it. So I, I hope uh, we understand problems, conflicts, because of inner strife in us. So may the Lord have, great, uh, have mercy upon us as we look to Him so that we will all come up victorious. We will all you know, know the mind of God in, in the situation that we go through so that we'll walk in His way. Shall we pray? Father, we thank You for the revelation of Your words. Indeed, Your words is just like double-edged sword pierced right into our hearts, dividing the bone and marrow and help us to see the, the real the root problem that we have in relational conflicts. Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit to search our hearts, open our eyes, so that we will begin to see ourselves, remove the scale from our eyes, help us to see the root cause of the inner strife that is in us, the problem that we have created, so that we'll know how to walk humbly before you, allow you to deal deep into the inner core of our being because you jealously longs for that spirit that you have placed in us. You do not want our spirit to be defiled and you, you are just looking for us to surrender, surrender our life to you. Lord, we pray that tonight, even as your people listen to this word, there will be a surrendering of our life to you, a repentance in our hearts for turning to idols, turning to people, turning to the ways of the world to meet our needs. Lord, cleanse us. Forgive us. Rebuild our life upon the truth, the truth of your words, and set us free so that we enter into our calling and destiny that you have for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.